no matter how old you think you are, you are still a child inside. God's people, I welcome you to this edition of Jesus for the Street. I am that I am. Abide me. Thou your charming host from this side of the world. I'm happy to be here today. And I'm happy to bring to you the seventh episode of this wonderful series titled Law of the Mind. Let's remind ourselves that Jesus for the Street is all about illumination. It's all about illuminated. Jesus for the Street illumines. Special recognition to the universe for the wonderful privilege to serve, to show love, to disseminate positive energy, to disseminate knowledge, to disseminate light. Why don't you join me and say this gently? Let there be light. Universe is the one that causes our lamps to be lighted and to shine. Universe illumines our darkness. I'm happy to announce to you today that if you had followed this series from the beginning up until this moment, I want you to know that your mind is about to experience an amazing light. The kind of light that, that heals. The kind of light that illuminates. The kind of light that attracts. Here on Jesus for the street. We disseminate nothing but love and light. Ladies and gentlemen, we also want you to know that Jesus for the street is an informal service. A complimentary service which stops you. I beg your pardon, which doesn't stop you from attending your religious centers or your spiritual obligations. Whatever you do, you can still continue to do it. We just want you to keep us up. You know, by the side. So maybe one day you decide to make us our, your main. But even when we are not your main, we are still good with you. And we want you to know that we still love you. It's all about love. It's all about growth. And it's all about enlightenment. Ladies and gentlemen, we also accept love offering tithes only in four unique ways. Number one, you can take it to your worship center, your church, your shrine, your mosque. Because whether we like it or not, Nigeria, here from this side of the world, Christianity is recognized and endorsed. So is Islam not living out Ifa. 
So ladies and gentlemen, you can take your tithe, your love offering, your tithe. You can take it to all these places. We also want you, and we want you to know that once that is done, you have done it for all of us. And or you can spend it on yourself to glorify your God. Buy whatever your heart craves, whatever it is your heart craves. Buy it for yourself and give glory to God for that privilege. We want you to know that once you have done it for yourself, your wife, your spouse, your kids, your friends, your family members, your, you know, anybody related to you, you have done it to God and you have done it for all of us. And or you can decide to look at your neighborhood, somebody outside your circle, somebody outside your immediate circle, somebody that needs it around you. It could be your neighbor, it could be a stranger. Sometimes I just tell myself, oh, when God blesses me with, say, $1,000, I set aside I set aside $100. And I say to universe, universe, send somebody that needs this money to me. And before you know it, they appear. And once they do, sometimes it's the exact amount. Sometimes it could be less. That way, I also get more funds to perform another or any of these three, any of these four. Your religious center, yourself, which also means your immediate. Now we are talking about somebody outside your immediate. And lastly, not leaving out the man of God around you, the prophet around you, the, you know, the, the mosque around you, you can decide to use it to, you know, create water system for a community. A water system, you know, something just to benefit, you know, more people. There is a place I went to work and I met this beautiful woman, you know, so I just wanted to get some few pieces of water, sachets. You know, so I insisted on having a cold one. I didn't, I, I wouldn't mind to pay. Even if I have to, if I had to pay extra. And this woman said something that touched me. He said, she said, given the inconsistency of the power system, that whatever she's, she's going to sell at normal price, but it has to be 50% cold, 50%, you know, ordinary. So I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, there's no light. So, I mean, power outage, this, and, you know, so I was, I was, I, I wanted cold ones. Then she just said something that the reason is because for others to also have access to more cold water, since she has only one diffuser. Yeah, maybe what she needs is just two diffuser, but, can, you know, so, but I was touched by her why that it involves community. Oh, because of that, please go with that 50%. You know, and I was cool with it. You know, imagine when you have genuine intentions like that. You know, when you just do something for community, let people have access to what you have access for or access to. You know, enlighten them one way or the other. There are ways you could do it. You could stand up, you could leave your spot, 
you know, you could leave your seat for somebody, for an elderly person in a bus. You can also decide to, you know, just shift when you're asked to shift. Make sure you allow people to have access to what you have access to. You know, let me just quickly digress a bit on this. I remember in Lagos, you know, there is this problem. Everybody, when they're outside, when they're outside waiting for bus, and, you know, say some buses move, not waiting, you know, they look at it, they, they don't see space there, then they start cussing. Now, these same people, when they finally get a bus, and there are few spaces where they could still accommodate more, maybe along the journey, along the way in the journey, or on the journey, then you see the same set of people cursing the driver. Telling him not to stop because they are in a hurry or for whatever reason. You know, nobody has that community love. With donating your love offering and your tie to this cause, you'll be surprised that you'll be more communal. You'll be more of yourself. You will represent the full fashion of yourself, which is an embodiment of love. Ladies and gentlemen, out of those four ways, you can do all of them. You can do some of them. You can do one of them. But that is how to give back. Once you do this, you'll be surprised how blessed your life will start to be like. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you once again to Jesus for the Street. As we love to do, we'll go for this wonderful music opener. And before we go for this music opener, I also want you to do something for me. For no reason. Kindly. Smile. Smile for no reason. I know. It might sound crazy. But please, I need you to smile for no reason. Even as you go for this wonderful music opener. This one is titled Smile featuring H-E-R Her on this one. This one is titled Smile by our own living legend, continental number one, mega superstar, no other person, but Whiskey featuring her smile. Continue to smile for no reason, ladies and gentlemen. And you want to say gently with your mind as you breathe in and hold for minimum of four seconds. I am And when you exhale for minimum of four seconds, slowly, for minimum of four seconds, say with your mind again, love. I am love. As we go for this music opener, titled Smile by Whiskey featuring her. Don't, don't go away, ladies and gentlemen.
substance It's easy when the love don't hide No lie No lie I deliver my mistakes Company creates companions So right Yeah, yeah Baby, what's say I love you, smile Girl, I love it when you smile No lie Jesus for the street and I am Abayomi, the roast. Thank you, Brother Whiskey. 
is always loving. What a way to start today's show. Sincerely, ladies and gentlemen, I feel pumped right now. I feel ready. I feel, you know, I just hope you continue to smile. And please make it a habit. Smile for no reason. Smile. When you do, your body, your immune system is improved. You know, because it's a way of showing gratitude in faith. But you know only with your mind you know so there is this extra energy that just you know that is released when you smile you know so it, it also allows us to it also allows us to you know to to manifest our inner child you know our inner child is all about love i am love you are love we are love ladies and gentlemen i welcome you back like we love to do, why don't we do a quick recap for the last three episodes? Remember, this is the seventh episode of this wonderful series, Law of, of the Mind. Law of the Mind. And I welcome you here. It's never too late for you to go to the beginning and listen to, you know, as you're driving, as you're doing whatever you're doing, you know, all you have to do is key in. As far as I'm concerned, is I don't see it like something that is too much of a thing to do. All you have to do, you don't have to listen 100%. Just tell yourself, the moment you play it, say to yourself, I am listening. Or mention your name, Abayomi, listen. You know, with love, say to yourself to listen. You just find yourself that even if your mind drifts away, you know, you still get to come back. You know, because once we are more interested in addressing your subconscious. All you have to do consciously is to play it and say to yourself, Abayomi, listen, and leave the rest to the universe. So in the fourth episode, we were able to talk about in all of life, there is reality, imagination, and divine wisdom. Reality is what is true and what you confront with all your being and your senses in every moment of every day. Imagination is a mental process that creates many stories in your mind. Sometimes you are aware that you are just imagining something and that your mind is making it up, but often you hurt. When we complain about our situation in life or even something as simple as the weather, we are comparing a fake reality that we have concocted in our heads to what is playing out in actuality. The fifth episode. When you can dance among the madness and have a resilient and optimistic mind. Despite the roller coaster of existence, that is where you win. Once you realize this and internalize it, you develop a sense of observation about the way of the world 
instead of an emotional, reactive, and stressful need to control everything, you begin to notice the silliness of others which used to be you when they complain about things. And in the sixth episode, we're able to establish that in spite of all these, the key is not to allow this distinction to make you lazy or demotivated. Don't throw your hands off and think, oh, well, it is what it is. Yes, it is what it is, but, but you don't want to leave the idea. I beg your pardon. You don't want to leave with the idea that just because reality is that the future is unchangeable. And we'll finish the sixth episode with a subtopic, five quick ways to strengthen your psych abilities. To understand your psych skills, manifest and, and help you to develop them. We made provision of five surefire ways to enhance your natural abilities. And we started with befriending your imagination. Your intuition is your superpower. And if you want to strengthen it, you might have to get to know your imagination. Why? Reality has this nasty habit of breaking down in the mind. It can easily get overrun by all sorts of false beliefs. But within it, there is truth and everything. So often, we are lucky enough to confront it directly. Once you allow your imagination to run wild, you will create open space in your mind for every possible piece of unmeasurable information to make itself known to you. As you open the door to your imagination, you may start in a daydream, but in the end, you may find yourself in a vision. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to the seventh episode. But before we go directly into the seventh episode, why don't you recite that mantra again? Even as you go for this music interlude. I am love. I am love. When you love yourself, it's easier for you to befriend your imagination. Many people are afraid of their own imaginations. But here on Jesus for the Street, we are telling you that if you are able to befriend your imagination, you will activate a superpower in you. Because then, visualization will be much easier for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you this music in talent titled Good Times as created by our own one of the 
Legend. One of the legends, I beg your pardon, from my hand there. And I just can't wait to when this young lady wins a Grammy. She deserves it. She's the best. And um, maybe a not too unsung hero. This one is titled Good Times by Asha featuring the caveman. Don't go away, ladies and gentlemen.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jesus for the street, and I am Abayomi, your rose from the side. God bless you, our golden sister, Asha. And like I said, I really can't wait to when you start attracting international recognitions. Talking about Grammy in particular because you are such a blessing and nobody does it like you do i appreciate you i love you sister and i'm sending you positive energy love and light ladies and gentlemen still on reality and what reality is and five quick ways to strengthen your psychic abilities the next one is wait for proof. Many of us don't know the difference between when we are imagining things. And when we are when we are intuiting. It's imperative for you to know the difference. In the beginning, don't blindly believe. Stay skeptical until you receive confirm confirmation that you didn't just imagine things. There are so many times, you know, like I said at the beginning of this episode, there are times when I would just, God will bless me and I'll be like, God send me a sign or send me somebody that needs this amount. Most times, it could be two, three people that need the exact amount. It could be one person. But whatever it is, that's a clue for me. I have 20,000 naira. Somebody gave me 20,000 naira. Automatically, 10% of that goes to God. That's 2,000 naira. And someone approaches me. Oh, Abayomi, me, please. I have a need for 1,000. After I already said my own prayer that God send me someone who needs its money. Oh, days like that, I'll just be like, oh, wow, 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 okay. Anyway, everything is going to be all right. So, how do I send it to you? Take 1,000. I still have 1,000 to, you know, sometimes I get another person or two people. Or I find myself at a place where I want to go and eat, you know, maybe for lunch. And I say to myself, okay. And I see extra two people, you know that probably we're not even thinking of going for lunch, probably because they want to save their money. And I'm like, oh, let's go. I split 500 there to the, I mean, for the two of them. You have paid it. These are ways, these are little, little clues you can adopt. There are days when I, you know, anytime you ask the universe question, you see, that thing you are going to meet that man, one herbalist, one prophet, 
one prophetess for. You can simply just say, God, show me and wait for proof. God will show you proofs. God is always there to clarify all these things. But we just don't pay attention. We are easily distracted. That's why we think we need to go and meet somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no bragging. And if it sounds like bragging, I'm bragging in the name of God, my creator, Lord Jesus. God speaks. He speaks to me. Anything I want to know. Anything I want to know. There is this harmony, this weird alignment. The other day I was just um, tweeting and one of my tweets says that you know, or it focuses on four ways God speaks to me, if not more than four. One of them is the word. Sometimes as I'm reading the word, the word is just magnified in my mind when I'm reading scriptures, when I'm reading books. They're just magnified in my mind that I'm beginning to see even what probably the writer didn't see. I'm beginning to feel what the writer didn't capture in the context. I'm beginning to see things and I know them down. I mean, if God speaks to me like that, why else do I need to go and meet another person? As I'm taking challenges, I'm thinking, you know, you just need to trust yourself enough to pay attention. And when you pay attention, wait for proofs. Don't blindly believe. Stay skeptical until you receive confirmation that you didn't just imagine things. Notice when what you've intuited is confirmed and when it isn't. Every time, when I want to know anything, I just say, God, give me signs. If I get another sign, I'll give me another one. Okay, I want two more. Universe keeps giving because it's the nature of universe. It's the nature of the world. It's the nature of God to be loved. So when you ask, you are giving. Like I do tell you. There is really no difference. No much difference between somebody, a woman, who is pregnant for two months and another who is pregnant for five months. The only difference is probably the size. But the similarity is that both of them are pregnant. Both of them are pregnant. The only difference is time. But it's a journey that the two of them are hoping to reach their destination of nine months. There are some who don't make it. It is what it is. 
in order to affect your reality, it's imperative for you to understand the inner workings of the abilities that you have. And that is why we also consider it a matter of import for you to understand that when you befriend your imagination, you also must learn how to wait for proofs. When you trust your imaginations all the time, you will not know when you are intuiting and when you are imagining, when you are making things up. And when you, when you continue to live your life based on, your, based on solely on imaginations, sometimes you might find some unwanted re um, realities as a result of decisions, conclusions made from assumptions. Because you probably you are probably making it up. But when you follow this second point out of the five, when you learn to wait for proof, you will know when you are intuiting. I went out with someone. You know, because we were both invited there. And uh, at some point, anyway, the whole thing, the long and short of that trip was that I took a few drinks, a few um, cedars. So at some point, there was a time, you know, I just felt like, yeah, I was a bit tipsy, but something told me, based on the way somebody was trying to make me understand that, look, this is your drink, this is your drink, this is your drink. My intuition told me right there not to drink that drink. That was exactly what my intuition told me because I felt there wasn't need for someone to cover my drink for me. Like, why would you cover my drink in a place where it's well ventilated, air conditioned, no flies, nothing? I just felt it was a red flag. But because I didn't want the person to feel stupid, like feel bad that, oh, why would someone like this, why would I assume, why would I make things up in my mind? Why would I imagine that this person could have put something in my drink? That this person could have added one or two substances? But at that point, it was also a learning curve for me. That albeit I feel like I love myself enough not to allow that. But at that time, I love somebody else more than me. And that is against the law. Lord Jesus Christ comprised or compressed the entire law of Moses into one, two in one. 
love. That's it. But then, in two ways. Number one, you must love no other person more than your God. Your God, you must love your God. The second one like it is that you must love others like yourself, not more than yourself. So I went against the, I went against the law. Something was put in my drink. And how did I know this? Because when at some point I started reacting, I started vomiting, then I threw up some substances that I did not take. So my intuition taught, told me not to take that drink. But when I thought, I was like, oh, who could have poisoned me, this and that? Then the next thing, my mind was, my mind said to me, wait for proofs. That proof came when I was throwing up for the third time. And it was solely that substance alone. Then I started connecting the dots. The dots started connecting themselves. Bam, 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 bam. Then I realized, oh my God. You know, there are some that could have died like that. There are some that could have gone way overboard like that. There are some that would have gone and they would not come back. And there are some that will go and challenge that same person. And I did challenge the person. And I confirmed he did it. Not directly. But I already said some things in my mind that if I asked him this, this is how he would do. These are the things he will not be able to look at me in the eyes. He will look away when he's answering me. But if he's telling me the truth, he will stare into my eyes and, you know, and all through the time when I was asking, he never could look at my eye. I got my answers. And I did what? I set up a boundary. Why would you add it? Why would you add something into someone's drink without telling the person? Who knew what else you added? He kept insisting, this is your drink. No, this is yours. This is yours. I was going to go for another drink, like, you know, that is more chilled. I didn't even want to go for that one no more. So, but these are things people do. So you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to jump gun by going to attack the person. Whereas that person will tell you, no, who's going to say yes to that? But there are ways to do it. Wait for proof. As I would, I just, bam, that thing just came like a flash in my mind, like vision, that this is the person who did it. So I started connecting the dots that, oh yeah, he asked me, he deliberately pointed the drink that this is your drink, this is your drink. Why he held his own in his hand? You know, like somebody wanting you to take it. Busted. Ladies and gentlemen, 
you have all these powers in you too. In the beginning, don't blindly believe. Stay skeptical until you receive confirmation that you didn't just imagine things. Notice when what you've intuited is confirmed and when it isn't. Notice the differences between these times. How they feel emotionally, physically. Yes, you have to notice when what you intuited, you know, like I just did. And you see, one thing is that with time, you grow to master this skill. You use it to know when someone is haunting you, enchanting you, you will know your enemies, you will know your friends. You will be able to analyze people without any um, effort or aggravations. You can easily look at people and just tell who and what they are. It's important for you to notice when what you've intuited is confirmed and when it is not. When it is not, you are probably making things up. And not only that, you also need to notice the timing, the time differences. Notice the time difference. Like most times, when I ask for, just wait for it. There was a day I shared something with a, um, a younger brother, like a, a friend to my younger brother. I think I've shared these things. I've shared this thing before in one of my previous series. He said he was looking for something. And I told him, I said, just say to yourself that. Say gently that. Like there is an assistant that works for you. Tell that person to help you find it. That help me find it. Then appreciate the person. You know, well, I was talking with my partner and uh, I just, my brain just. I just forgot something I wanted to say then. I just said simply that, hey, bring it. I said it in my native language, like, Egbiwa, thank you. She just, she just started laughing. Like, come on. Well, who are the people that should be Who are the people that should bring it? And who are the people you were thinking? I said the same people that, and as she was, the thing came. All you have to, all you have to do is ask. Then turn, remove your mind from it. When you say, oh God, show me this thing. And you're like, oh, I think I put it here. God, show me. I think I put it behind the AC. Oh God, show me. I think it's under it. No, you are still the one in charge. But assume that there is one powerful force. Always with you. Like your shadow. And tell that person. To find it for you. Tell that person to give you proofs. Tell that person to give you clarity. And thank that person. In, I mean, in advance. You'll be surprised. I told him, I said, now the only thing you have to do is try and forget it for a while. The next thing, you know, that thing happened under one minute. And he was like, wow, bros. This law of attraction, I need to learn, I need to learn about it. I said, 
Those are just little, little magic, you know, that is attached to law of attraction. You can also try it at home. You know, because it happens to everyone. There are days you just be like, I think there is something I, I'm forgetting something. You know, or maybe you just misplace something. Before you start making things up, before you start assuming that it's Lagbaja or Tamedu, before you start assuming that it's A or B or C or D, why don't you practice this thing? Just assume that you have one powerful force assisting you in all of life. Ask that person to find it for you. And thank that person in advance. And lastly, try and forget about it. Knowing that that person is looking for it for you, you will realize that the place that will drop in your mind, that's exactly where that thing is. I've tried this thing 100 times, and maybe, let me just say, I've had it right 99 times. It was only once. And I'm sure it's because I was frozen it. Besides, 99 is 99 to 1 is a very huge ratio. It's almost it's almost a possibility. Or I mean probability of one. Learn to wait for proofs. You will slowly start to understand them and differentiate between them. In time, you will know when you are intuiting versus when you are imagining and your healthy skepticism will be replaced by this beautiful thing called faith when you learn to wait for proofs your faith will be boosted with time it's only a question of time It's only a question of time. It's imperative for you to know when you are intuiting versus when you are imagining things. When you are imagining things, if it's good, continue. When you are imagining things, if whatever you are imagining is bad, you might want to take a chill pill and clarify. I do tell people, if people learn to say sorry for every wrong imagination, sorry, every wrong imagination, they will always learn to wait for proof. Many people in life they just assume. And sometimes they gravitate from just assuming stops to even wanting things to look at what they've assumed so that they'll just be able to say, didn't I tell you? This is the wrong way to use your mind. You need to, you need to embrace clarity. Wait for proofs. When you have proofs, you'll be able to differentiate whether you are intuiting 
are just making things up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where we're going to be drawing the curtain on this episode because we want to add meditation to this. Meditation, yes. We want to add it. We were supposed to include meditation to the last episode, episode 6. But it will be coming up in this 7th episode. Wait for proof, ladies and gentlemen. You are love. You are an, you are an embodiment of love. Stop limiting yourself. Stop limiting yourself. Think good thoughts. If you must imagine, imagine, imagine positive thoughts. Imagine yourself victorious. Imagine yourself prosperous. Imagine yourself more than conqueror. Anything is possible. Sky is not the limit. Your mind is. That's why it's imperative for you to address your mind, ladies and gentlemen. Wait for proof. Three more to go, ladies and gentlemen, on five, five quickest ways to improve your psych abilities. which ultimately betters your life. I see many people. Show me someone who make things up. I will show you somebody who is unhappy. Somebody who is afraid. Somebody who is insecure. Yeah, I think that's the word. Think about it. Do you always imagine? Do you always overthink? Overthinking takes you to a place you did not plan. You did a place you do not want in reality. By thinking it and overthinking evil. Like bad thing is about to happen. <coughs> Excuse me. There are some like that. They always assume bad things will happen. I used to be there too. But when I started befriending my imaginations and I started engaging clarity on my imaginations, I know when I'm making things up and I know what to do. When I'm making shit up. Oh yes, you can too. Oh, yes, you can. I am love. Oh, yes, you are love.
want to believe you're blessed, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we close the chapter on the seventh episode. Get ready for the next episode. We will be firing on. And we want you to know all these qualities, but we also want to take time to explain them. So that you will understand what we are saying and what we are trying to achieve here with your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I see your mind transforming. I see your lives getting better. I see you embracing love. I see you suffocating your enemies with love. I see you growing. I see your mind reshaping. Ladies and gentlemen, I congratulate you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, in order to close our part of this episode, I'll be leaving you with another fast-growing Nigerian artist, African artist. This one is titled Sing by Oxlade, featuring Fireboy. I leave you with this draw. I leave you with positive energy, love, and light.
heart our hungry and shifting into her softness helping to encourage peace and love in our lives may you be blessed ladies and gentlemen like blades, sharp, short, deliberate, carrying the weight and fierceness of a million invisible warriors behind them. She is angry, defiant, raging against her reality, her breathing short and shallow. She breathes fire. She is the one who starts war. She is the part of you that is capable of burning down cities and waging war against the ones she loves. She is the part of you that hides under the surface. The part of you that surprises you when she shows her teeth. The part of you you deny, push away, pretend does not live there within you. She is your darkness the woman who dwells in the shallow waters of your being. She is in every one of us. She rides up on the back of the wave of your righteous ego. She feeds on the ideas that you deserve more, better, different. She lurks in the thoughts and emotions that keep you small. The notion that you have something to fight for, to reclaim, to preserve. She is the face of war, the part of us who can understand how we fight others, how we ruin our lives, how we can kill in the name of our beliefs. She is who we must look to when needing to find compassion for others who are captivated under her spell. She is who we must hold lovingly in our hearts when we see those caught in her grasp. She is who we must learn to love into gentle submission, for she only lives and breathes on our unlove. She can only survive when and where we have forgotten to love. Then there is the soft one, the woman with long white hair, who moves like liquid, glides on her step, floats on light. She is tender, always tender. She comes when you ask for help. 
She comes when you fill your lungs with a conscious breath. She lives there, beside the wicked. She is shelved beside the one who wars. There they stand within you, both hands open. A choice. The one who sees as an owl, able to look from all perspectives, gentle, hands soft as the skin of a plum, heart her language and tongue. She is able to withstand storms. She catches the furious pain of others, the difficult experiences you face, the things that make you want to fight, and she cradles them, swaddles them in unconditional love. Over and over again, she loves all. She is the bottomless source of light, love. She is your essence. Pure and wise, she lives in your greatest depths, deep in your tissues. She is your greatest ally. She is who you can choose to embody, to call forth as you navigate your life. Tightness in breath, sharpness in movement, darting in eyes, means you are calling forth the warrior within you to rise. You are bringing her up on the waves of contempt. One conscious breath inward, into your very depths, and she will fall. You have the power to call the soft one into form. You can choose. There is no question which feels better, which one breathes us more alive, more vivid. It is up to you to choose the powerful choice of living as the soft one whenever you feel lost in a sea of raging thoughts and waves. She is there, I promise you. She serves where the other severs. She heals where the other wounds. She replaces, replenishes, restores where the other robs, pillages, eradicates, and steals your love, the same love of the world. It takes great strength and determination to choose her when you are in the fire. It is not just a choice, but your choice. Nothing will suffer more than you if you continue to choose war. A part of us enjoys the fighting, arguably more than the peace. Such intensity and emotion is very powerful, palpable, weak and root, but alluring in force. The gentle softness of the other is far less intense. It requires a dropping down and rooting rather than a rising up and spinning. They are two polar energies, forces living within you, a choice for you to make at every triggering moment in your life. 
And close your eyes now. Follow the effortlessness of your breathing for a moment. Notice its nature, its peace. Let it reground you in its soothing, non-judgmental force. This breath, this calm, is your essence. It is the current, the heart of your most pure and gentle self. After all we live, after all we experience and go through, we always return to this breath. The serene current of our truth is rising within us. Every moment we are alive. Take a moment to reflect on all of the times you forgot this softness inside of you. Notice all of the places you choose to fight instead of resting here in your divine source. Anger and warring shows us we are afraid. Shows us we are trying to protect our vulnerability and softness. Your walls are there to stop you from feeling, to distract you from hurt. But feeling your softness, returning to your nature, is the only thing that will set you free. The only thing that will feed your life in the ways it is asking. Resist the reflex of protection. Your heart needs you to not be afraid any longer. It will heal your anger, your wars. It will save your world, your life. Come back to your breathing again. Notice how comforting, soothing, nourishing it is. How being with it is replenishing all that aches within you. All war, large or small, fought in the quiet of your mind in the words you say to another, in the language you speak with your body, in the way you treat even just the smallest of discomforts is still war, 
fight long and hard enough against your life, your circumstance, the people in your life, and you will begin to see the war first starts within you and spreads up through your body like a tsunami of hate and drowns any chance for well-being, any chance for harmony, any chance for grace. How tremendously powerful you are, dear one. Don't you see how much love you can create for yourself? How much suffering you can obliterate? How you can quench the dry, cracked earth around you by breathing the soft one within you awake. The world around you and within you needs you to be her, to stand in her unbeatable force. You are capable of being both. But please choose wisely, dear one, for your quality of life and love depends on it. Thank you.